0: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought
2: to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Well, I'm not usually known as the most observant guy in the world, but this morning in the drive through line, I did notice that the vehicle in front of me had expired tags oh, December no. 2022. So Was it Jen?
3: 2022?
2: I had that thought. <laughs> Jen Jordan was the first person to come to mind.
3: 2022?
2: December 2022
3: so wow
2: you know I mean she forgot but it it is surprising to me because you know that that green sticker Mm -hmm. from that that particular month that year is it's it was pretty conspicuous and I'm surprised cops haven't picked up on that you know said hey you need to get that renewed
3: yeah They can't pull you over for that. Sometimes people just forget to put the sticker on. That's what I'm saying. Do they really enforce that or
2: they kind of let that go now?
3: I think it just depends on how busy the day is. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah.
2: Anyway, look at me noticing things.
3: I know. (laughs) I I had to ask. So I paid for my car tags like online and then they just never came. So then when you go to the OhioBMV.gov or whatever it is, um, they had like an instant message option. I was like... Let's wow. figure this out. So I sent like a little instant message, like a DM to somebody, and they wrote me back. Oh, I can see here that, yeah, they were sent out. They must have gotten lost. They sent me new ones, and it was like a flawless experience. Oh, boy. I was so happy it's because it's always like such a bad rap, you know?
4: Mm-hmm. The last time I needed to do something, I paid for the eight-year plan, so I don't have to do anything for eight years. I did the
3: same thing with my driver's license. And
4: by then, I'll forget what I'm supposed to do, and then I'll be that
2: guy in eight yeah. years.
3: Yeah, like, you know, you can do your driver's license for, like, 10 years. I was like, yeah, yeah sign me up. I <laughs> like the picture I am in.
2: Well, coming up, we got the first E! News of the Day in the world of pop culture. Billie Eilish getting praised for Flying Economy. Uh, bachelor producers admitting to tormenting contestants to make them cry. Aha! Uh-huh. And the guy who tried to confront Drew Barrymore at a theater was arrested at her house. We have a lot to get you caught up on in the world of pop culture. First E! News of the Day is straight ahead. Next. Our-
0: Always feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group.
3: Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com.
2: Surgery has Weather-wise, it's going to be uh, somewhat, somewhat humid again today, hot and humid. Although, uh, yesterday was not as hot as we were expecting. We were expecting a high of 98. I don't think we got there.
3: No, I think today's going to be the day.
2: I think that's, that storm. The that's cool thing storm. Down. Got. Yeah. It was the yeah.
3: storm that lasted from, you know, 5 a.m. till about noon.
2: There was a hot <laughs> minute so around weird. lunchtime where there was actually kind of a cool,
4: pleasant breeze. Yeah, there. I took right. the dogs for about an hour-long walk about noon, and it was, I think my truck said 83 when I got home. Wow. But, it was, it was you know, decent. But then it, it sort of changed in
2: the afternoon, but... Make today your pool day. Yeah, definitely. The heat index of 100 to 105 with an official high of 94. Right now it's 78 here at Cincinnati's Q102. A bunch of stuff to get you caught up on in the world of E! News this morning, including the Bachelor producers admitting to some pretty shady behavior. We'll get to that here shortly. But first, the guy who tried to approach Drew Barrymore at a theater in New York City earlier this week was really serious about wanting to see her because he was arrested Wednesday at her farmhouse in Southampton.
3: This is terrifying. Do you think
2: she actually knows him?
3: I think she probably does know who he is because it seems like he has some sort of repeat behavior when it comes to wanting to be around her.
2: Uh, Well, I'm sure she's aware of him because of the you know, effort that he's put into making contact with mm-hmm. her. But Chad Michael Busto made a beeline for the stage. You may recall during Drew's speaking engagement on Monday saying, quote, you know who I am. I need to see you at some point while I'm in New York. And then he was taken away by security. But yeah. on Wednesday, he went house to house until he found Drew's place. He walked on to some steps outside before cops showed up and busted him. Uh, Drew was not home at the time.
3: That's so terrifying. Right. Plus, like, did somebody report him going house to house at Southampton? I mean, how do you, you just can't so. walk around and be like, hey, let's go. That's so crazy. Let's hope so. All right. Well, Jamie Foxx, this is really kind of interesting, fun news about him. Jamie Foxx is going to play God in an upcoming comedy called Not Another Church Movie. And he's going to play opposite Mickey Rourke who is going to be the devil. So all of this was shot before the uh, writers and actor strike and all that good stuff. So Jamie, it's also before he got sick with his mystery illness. So it's supposed to hit theaters before the end of the year. It also stars Vivica Fox and Tisha Campbell, uh, Jasmine Guy. You remember her from... um uh, What's the name of that show? I'm thinking with Will Smith, where he played... This is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. She was on there. She was on Different World. So it'll be fun to see them kind of play that whole thing out. But it looks like he's going to play God and his family. Uh, Jamie Foxx's family in the movie wants to know stories about how he can inspire communities. But then Mickey Rourke kind of comes in with a plan of his own. All right. It'll be fun to see Jamie Foxx again.
2: Meanwhile, this week's episode of the Vice TV docu-series Dark Side of the 2000s was all about The Bachelor's and former staffers came out admitting that they found contestants' weak spots and manipulated them for the sake of drama. Mm. We have all the details and what exactly they did and the implications of that lawsuit against NBC Universal coming up straight ahead. <laughs>
3: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. This TV docuseries Dark Side of the 2000s was all about The Bachelor. And some former staffers have come out pretty much admitting something we all kind of knew. And that is that they went to disturbing lengths to get reactions out of contestants. And one of the people they talked to was the ex-casting director herself, Marky Costello, Mm. who said contestants were very carefully chosen. Quote, she just went through a breakup. She just got over anorexia. She's been a bridesmaid 15 times, but never a bride.
3: All of these make perfect sense to me.
2: Um, This one, she's going to bleep somebody on day one.
3: So you kind of feel like you get those vibes from certain people that you meet. Absolutely. When you meet them, you're like, oh boy, somebody needs to give her. She's like two tequila shots away from a Mm -hmm. good time.
2: Yeah, but it's more than just like, yes, you have a sense, you know, you get a certain vibe but they go deep. Like they look into your past. They want to know everything. They want to know your turn ons, your turn offs, your fears.
3: I wonder what their life story, like their psychological survey is like, what questions are they asking you to get all of this information out of you? I'm I'm, sure
4: it's intense. Yeah, I mean, I've told this story before, but a buddy from, from high school, he applied to be part of the real world when it was in Toronto, I think. And he went through probably two to three months before they booted him and said you're not crazy enough to be on this show and he was telling me that all of the links and psychological evaluations and uh, just these situations they'd put him in just to get him it's fired almost like up
3: torture almost. just to
4: watch his reactions because they were trying to create exactly what we're just now hearing yeah. Right. On these things, you know, like what's going to set you off? What's gonna What's going to get you emotional? What's going to get you to fight? Mm-hmm. How much brown liquor do we have to give you in order for you to flip that switch? Yeah. You know? mm-hmm.
2: So, you you go from the ex casting director who's speaking out to one of the producers. The producer Michael Carroll said they would extensively learn these contestants' backstories. And then wield them like a weapon. That's a direct quote.
1: That's crazy.
2: He said we had a lot of tactics on how to get a girl to cry on camera. Uh, you know, we all had our own shtick, um, but the idea is you had to go for their hot buttons. You know, their their dad left them when they were eight years old, or they were left at the altar. You know, that's how it is if you want to be successful working on The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. And contestants who didn't cry enough got the boot. Season four contestant Kelly Joe Higgins was on this thing too, and she said alcohol, I mean, you know, a lot of them have said this, but she said alcohol is used like a truth serum more than anything else, especially on the ladies, and it definitely played – some role in people either being more comfortable in front of the camera or just willing to share more.
3: Yeah, but I'm wondering, like, where you said, like, some contestants got the boot. Is that like once they made the show, if they didn't cry enough, they would be like, well, Jeff, you're not picking Chrissy. Yeah, because don't give her nothing. a rose. Yeah, because
2: all those yeah. psychological tests and all the background stories and everything else, at the end of the day, if we can't get emotion out of this person, then.
3: You're not picking her. I don't care if you have a connection or not.
2: We're not getting any drama out of this one, so let's cut them.
3: Yeah, that had wow. Hey, it
2: looked good on paper. It looked like they had a crazy story. I thought maybe we'd you know this would go somewhere with them, but mm-hmm. it's not happening. Let's cut them. But it didn't. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's nuts. All right, you know, Kylie Jenner, Taylor Swift, they are all known for loving their private jets. But we have Billie Eilish, who actually ended up flying economy recently. We didn't really know where the plane was going, but she has about a net worth of $30 million, and she ended up flying her and her entire team economy.
2: Look at that. Isn't
3: that amazing? Humbling. Humbling. So- I know, very humbling. So that's the thing. A lot of fans are like, like, oh my God, look how humbling.
2: Oh my God, I want to work for Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's <laughs> handing out $50,000, yes. man, to her. Note crew, to like, self. We're flying economy. We're, Billy, Billy. we're over here. I at love you, Billy, Spirit Billy. Airlines
4: with uh, Billie <laughs> Eilish.
3: Well, see, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if she had like a last minute thing that she was like, we got to get on this plane. And they're like, well, we can put you in the back. She's like, all right. Sold. Yeah. So we're hearing that she didn't have any like extravagances, but I guess like you weren't allowed to go near her or the team not even to use the restroom like everyone had to go to the back of the plane to use the restroom they weren't allowed to use the restroom towards the front which was right next to billy okay yeah i think it's cool though i mean do you know any stars that would probably go economy they'd be like nah thanks i'm just gonna rent a jet
2: well, oh, uh, until I personally am inconvenienced by a star on my plane yeah. because I can't use the bathroom that's closest to my seat. Yes. Now I'm not as impressed.
3: <laughs> Jen and I sat next to the, the guy that played Tarzan once.
2: Oh Do you yeah, remember like a Brendan million years.
3: Fraser?
4: Now or that this was, a was the movie?
3: WB or the CW Tarzan. Oh, the TV show. The TV show. He was sitting right behind us one time on a flight out to LA to go to American Idol. And Jen was like, Is that? I'm like, Yes, that's Tarzan.
4: Yeah, I sat behind George Clinton one time. Oh, you did? P Funk All Stars.
3: Oh, that's fun. How'd that smell? Like weed. <laughs> Like my neighborhood this morning. That's what I told Jeff. I said, there is a skunk in our neighborhood or somebody is getting real high in Having Ross right now. a major
2: party in Ross. <laughs> yeah. All right. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. The series finale of Riverdale got people talking, but it wasn't all good. Spoiler alert.
3: I'm sad Jen's not here because this is one of her big shows. Riverdale? Yeah. She watches Riverdale. And she's always telling me, "Fridge, have you watched it yet? I'm like, no. She's always like, you got, you would love it. This is totally your kind of show.
2: Well, in case you weren't aware, the show ended with Betty, Archie, Jughead, and Veronica in a four-way polyamorous relationship, and some fans just weren't into it. What happened? <laughs> I I did say spoiler alert. <laughs> One said, quote, a quad? B word? I think TF not. Another said, I'm sorry, I was legit crying over finding out the fates of other characters just to break into the hysterical laughter of Archie, Betty, Jug, and Veronica being in a quad relationship.
3: All right. I wonder uh, how that worked out. Are they all living together?
2: I don't know. A lot of negative comments. There, some were positive like this one. Riverdale fans hating on the Archie, Veronica, Betty, Jughead quad relationship. Y'all are so boring. I'm sorry. Mm. So, There's that. There you go.
3: Well, I have some that, is the,
2: that concludes this spoiler alert for
3: today. <laughs> I feel like you should have put some sort of alarm on that, right? <laughs> no. right. I'll
2: see what I can come it's up kind with.
3: kind of like our Amazon Prime Day deal when you just come on and <laughs> ring all the bells.
2: Here, let me see if I have something. Something that I can break out next time we have a spoiler alert. Because, you know, it's not the last time. This will come up again. Oh,
3: yeah, for sure. It's a
2: controversial topic. <laughs> oh,
3: There you you go. go. That's pretty good. All right, so here's some music news. A couple of things. First, Ed Sheeran announced his new album is going to be called Autumn Variations, and it's 14 songs about 14 different friends. So we don't know exactly when that's going to come out yet, but that's going to be great to hear. Cool. And then this was exciting news that I read about yesterday. We've been telling you for a while on the hot list that Nelly Furtado, Justin Timberlake and Timbaland have all been in the studio together like they were facetiming each other and they were taking pictures together and all that good stuff. Well, We are going to have new music from them next Friday, September the 1st. Ooh, so okay. I cannot wait for that. And then at some point today, Jeff, you said we have a new Miley Cyrus song? We do. I don't it's kind of like a slow ballad song.
2: That's uh, what I'm told.
3: I can't wait to hear it. Yep. Should be it's good. It's big.
2: Uh, I believe it's coming up after shortly after 7 o'clock.
3: Great. I can't wait to hear it.
2: Also this weekend, uh, three big movies coming out. Gran Turismo. It looks good. Retribution and Golda. Uh, Gran Turismo is a biographical sports drama about how Jan Martinborough went from a teenage Gran Turismo player to a professional race car driver. I saw the trailer for this. It actually looked pretty interesting. Orlando Bloom plays the Nissan marketing executive who recruits skilled video game players to turn them into real drivers.
3: Oh, that's cool. And
2: David Harbour is their trainer. I hear he's really good in it. Um, So there's that. Retribution is the second one. While driving his kids to school, Liam Neeson receives a call from a mysterious bomber that tells him his car is wired to explode. Okay?
3: If anybody can handle that situation, it's definitely Liam Neeson. It's Liam
2: Neeson. He must follow the bomber's orders to survive. Ah. Also follows Matthew Modine, uh, Jack Champion, and uh, Noma Dumizweni. Can't pronounce From The Watcher. Netflix is The Watcher. And then uh, the other one that looks really good, Golda which is a biographical drama about Golda Meir, the Prime Minister of Israel, during the Yom Kippur War of 1973. Helen Mirren is Golda, and it also stars Liv Schreiber and Camille Cotin from Killing Eve. Oh, fun. That'll be fun. Those are the three big ones. The
3: big movies coming out? Yeah. Uh, Well, Barbie is officially the highest grossing film of 2023. It had a domestic box office record of... $575.4 $575.4 million. Look at that. Can you believe it? And you're going to be able, I think, to start streaming it by the end of the month. By really? Well, the end of next month. I already feel like it's September. Oh. So, yeah. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> doesn't it already feel like September? I'm like, wow. And then yesterday we talked about Heidi, Heidi Klum and how she only eats 900 calories a day. Well, now she's coming out and saying that's not true. She actually kind of is a little more free with her diet and she doesn't calorie count. Who is this? Heidi Klum. Remember yesterday we were like, she only eats 900 calories a day. And we were like, well, what's the max and what's the whatever? She said that's not true. Although I don't know. Uh, You know, she's very thin.
2: Yeah. Pete
3: Davidson is single again too, Jeff.
4: Who was he dating?
3: He was dating Chase Suey Wonders. I'm not sure exactly who that is. But, you know, he's been kind of making the rounds. Yesterday, Jeff and I were in here too. We were watching the KTLA Uh, entertainment news segment, because we like to switch the TV around and watch different parts of the country. And they were talking about how Leonardo DiCaprio is now dating a 25-year-old supermodel again. The two of them went on a yogurt date in Montecito. definitely (laughs)
2: has a type. (laughs) Well,
4: they're not old enough to go to the bar, so let's go get a yogurt. (laughs) Would you like me to take you to yogurt?
3: Uh, I want to go on a yogurt date with Leo. (laughs) 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 He's that cute. cracking up.
2: You can get three toppings, okay?
3: Yeah. Is that nine hundred calories or no? <laughs>
2: uh, okay. You mentioned Heidi Klum. Did you mention Elle King?
3: No, I didn't.
2: She shared her weight loss and wellness journey since being two hundred eighty-four pounds at five foot three during her pregnancy in twenty twenty-one, and she's had a noticeable transformation that started off slow by creating new habits and adding more workout routines with the trainer. And no, she is not taking Ozempic. Uh, She said, my brain just, I noticed that my brain just functions better on the days that I move my body. Some days I count stretch marks. Some days I hug hug myself and say thank you to my body. Today is a kind day. I've been tiny. I've been huge. But right now, I'm healthy. And that's the important thing. That's good. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. All right, another, I have another spoiler alert.
1: <laughs> you
3: are just full of it today, lot buddy. i a spoiler alert. What okay? is <laughs> right,
2: I don't want to ruin it for you. That's why I'm billboarding it. And just like that, oh. after a long wait, Kim Cattrall made her return to the Sex and the City spinoff.
0: Hello, London. My flight's three hours delayed, Carrie. I won't be able to make it there in time. In time for what?
1: The Last Supper.
0: I was gonna surprise you. Oh my gosh, well you did, I'm very surprised. Well, the
3: fog finally lifted,
0: but the crew maxed out. Oh, I'm furious. Oh, no, 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 don't worry. We'll just get together tomorrow. Honey, I just left Heathrow. I was flying back on the first flight in the morning. You were flying all the way to New York for an overnight? Well, it is your apartment, and I have to pay my respects. Put me on speaker. All right, you're on speaker. Thank you for everything, you fabulous flunk. Samantha, do you have a British accent? Who's Samantha. This is Annabelle Bronstein. Ta and cheerio. And have a great night.
2: Ta. Bye. There you go. That was from the season two finale. That's how it sounded when Carrie answered the phone.
3: I heard that, like, Samantha just voiceovered the part from, like, some booth or whatever. Like, she just did, like, a little... She wasn't even ever with the set. Like, remember, because they had all of this... They didn't shoot
2: it together. Yeah,
3: none of them shot it together. Right. She didn't go back. She just kind of, like, phoned it in, literally. <laughs>
2: And that concludes your end just like that. Spoiler alert.
3: Yeah, but it's coming back. We told you earlier this week it's coming back for another season. So you'll be able to see what happens. Maybe she'll finally catch that flight. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't
2: exactly have chemistry in that scene, did they? No, not at at all. Not like the old days. Nope. All right, anything else on the E! News front? I don't think so. All right, we will leave it there for now. Oh, one quick thing, just a quick thing. Tommy Lee was very disappointed (laughs) in the oh, number what? of women bearing their breasts at the Motley Crue show in El Paso last Friday night. I don't know what's going on in El Paso, but he was he was not happy. Not a lot of women bearing their boobies. So he brought his wife Brittany Furlon on stage to flash the crowd. I want to see some big old <laughs> Where are they? I know somebody who ain't scared. I'm going to bring my wife out here to show you her <laughs> You guys ready for this? does that not get the party started let's go (laughs) no jesus no tommy lee ladies and gentlemen
3: and you're his wife just like yeah babe here i am
2: hey thanks for that (laughs) that was awesome Ah, uh, all right that's your latest D news more for coming up after seven o'clock in the meantime straight ahead we got three headlines for you two of those headlines are fake one headline is real guess the real headline we're going to set you up with a four-pack of tickets to the cincinnati tattoo arts festival but first denise johnson has your latest traffic samantha welcome to jeff and jen's faker for real how are you this morning
3: i'm good how are you excellent all right here we go it's time for faker for real we have three headlines Two fake, one real, you get the real headline, and you are going to the Cincinnati Tattoo Arts Festival this weekend at the Duke Energy Center. So is the real headline A, a man was arrested for DUI wearing a T-shirt that said, I'm the reason the beer's always gone. Is it B, a grown man got a DUI on a power wheel? Or is it C, a guy got a DUI on the bumper cars at Stricker's Grove? B. C? C
2: is in cat?
3: No, B isn't boy. Oh yeah, you're right. Correct. You are right. I do have to tell you though, A was right also. I had to leave that in because I thought it was hilarious that he, he had on the t shirt right. that said, I'm the reason the beer's always gone. Immediately I thought of someone that needs to wear that shirt as well.
4: Who? Right. My brother in
3: law Ray. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can find him one. Right. <laughs> Christmas
2: present. All right, well, I'll start (laughs) with that then. If you're dumb enough to go out drinking and drive drunk, you're probably not smart enough to dress appropriately for an encounter with the police. In this case, a 41-year-old man in Florida named James Rick Ricks Jr. was pulled over for speeding earlier this month, and he was wearing a T-shirt that said, I'm the reason the beer's always gone. James sped past a police cruiser going 89 miles an hour in a 45-mile-an-hour zone. They uh, lit him up, tried to pull him over. He tried to shake him before finally giving up. He failed several field sobriety tests and was later found to be almost three times over the legal limit. Mm. James was charged with DUI and fleeing to elude a law enforcement officer. He also got traffic citations for unlawful speed and possession of an open container in a vehicle. And in his mugshot, you can see the... Beer shirt in the video Uh, but hey you know on the plus side while he's locked up the beer won't be gone that's (laughs) That's true and (laughs) say what you will about this guy but he's still a kid at heart a 51 year old named john mckee got arrested in indiana the other day for driving under the influence but the story is what he was driving a cop pulled him over around 9 p.m on wednesday when they saw him driving down the street In a power wheel. Oh, God.
3: How He must not weigh very much. Power wheels. Because they don't go very fast.
2: They they haven't released a photo of it, but apparently it was a power wheel Jeep.
3: Oh, yeah. We had one. I won one of those at our Christmas party one year.
2: It's the kind you might have had when you were five. Yeah. The cop noted the power wheel was hard to see because it didn't have any lights or reflectors on it. So, again, Mm. just to be clear, it is not street legal. He got arrested after he failed a sobriety test, and then they tested him at the hospital, and they discovered he had meth in his system. Well, there you go.
3: Yeah, oh, that it
2: So now he's facing charges for operating a vehicle while intoxicated, and the punishment could be stiffer than usual because he has a previous conviction for it, too. Well, okay. So there you go. All right. Twa- make that 13 after 7. And coming up next, new stuff from Miley Cyrus. First, it's Dua Lipa. New stuff from Miley Cyrus there. Used to be young. There it is. For the first time, Cincinnati's Q102. It's 20 after 7, and it's going to be hot and humid today. High of 95 with the heat index 100 to 105 degrees.
3: <laughs> I'm laughing because Jeff came in this morning, Tim, and you weren't here yet, and he was like, I had the craziest dream about you last night, Fritch. What? That we were, like, out vacationing and doing all kinds of fun stuff. And I was like, let's manifest that into existence.
4: Yeah, we've never taken a show trip we before.
3: Go on a show trip,
4: Jess.
2: Yeah, I, I don't even know where we were. Like, there was nothing unusual or weird about it at the time. Like, in my mind, it was the most normal, perfectly natural thing that you and I are going here, there, and everywhere. And we're at a restaurant one minute, and then we're staying in some rented house the next. And... I don't know. There was like you had some kind of medication or medical issue, and we were trying to get you something at a drugstore. We're running all over town, and <laughs> it was like this odyssey with Fritch. It was just so bizarre when I Fritch woke up. Let's go. We
4: got to go up to CBS.
2: You know how, like, when you wake up from a dream, <laughs> like in your dream, you think it's all normal, but then when you wake up, you're like, that was the most bizarre uh-huh. thing ever. Yeah, yep.
3: so weird. But I am totally here for this show trip. We should do one of those, like, Jeff and Jen.
4: The four of us in a in a hot tub in Hawking Hills.
3: I'm not going to the hot tub, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> I'll go to the lodge. <laughs> it's like skiing. I don't ski, but I lodge. Yeah, I don't same. hot tub, but I lodge. I don't
4: golf, I cart.
3: <laughs> that might be fun. You know, we doesn't have to Jeff, it doesn't have to be anywhere long. We just go for like a short little weekend.
2: How about a couple of hours? <laughs>
3: are you sucking all the fun out of Friday? We
2: traveled before. We've gone to we've gone to LA a few times. We've yeah. gone to Orlando. And I've always
3: had a, a very we've pleasant New experience. York. You and I, Jeff, had so much fun. You were some of my very core fun memories of being in LA. Yeah. We went out there, Tim, like the three of us. You know have- what?
2: That might have triggered it. Because I was looking at photos the other day, some old photos of you and me back in the American Idol days. Yes like the early American Idol days when we would fly out, we would cover the finals.
3: Yes. So we would go, Jeff and I, because Jen had a young kid at home at the Mm -hmm. time, Jeff and I would go out a couple days ahead of time, and we would, like, do all the touristy things. Like, we went to the lot where they filmed Grey's Anatomy, and we went to the Kardashian store, Dash, before it was, like, this massive, now it's gone, of Mm -hmm. course. But we went out there in Calabasas. We used to go and eat at all the restaurants where Nick Lachey and Vanessa would, or um, what's her nuts, would stop by. We'd go to the
2: Ivy and hang out and look for celebrities. And we
3: saw Chuck Norris there.
2: Yep. (laughs)
3: I mean, but we would, like, and we went to In-N-Out Burger. We saw Janice in there. So we would do all these fun, like, touristy things and look for celebrities.
2: We went to Universal Studios, and we rode up and down Wisteria Lane where yeah. they filmed Desperate Housewives.
3: And we saw Darth Vader in his uh, Bentley at a red light. The guy that, what was his name? James
2: James Earl oh, Jones. Oh, James Earl
4: Jones, yes. yeah. Yes.
3: We saw him in a red light.
4: I mean, that's cool, but it would have been way cooler to see Darth Vader just at a red light. Oh, yes just
3: breathing across the crosswalk
4: just
2: in a mercury sable so
3: we've had i mean like that and we took a helicopter ride which was the i think the only time i've ever been in a helicopter
2: yeah so we rented a helicopter just to fly over the hollywood hills because we thought it would be cool and we got it we got this great shot from the chopper of the hollywood sign like flying directly over it like nice and low so you could just you know see the detail it was just really fun it
3: was cool so I am a good, a good time, time, Jeff, is what I'm saying. You Stop are. Stop trying to make it just a couple of hours. I am worthy of weekend away time as a show.
2: I'm not disputing that.
3: I am worthy. I am not a Tuesday girl.
2: <laughs> and I think, you know, and I think Tim would be cool, too, because, you know, Tim is kind of very much, hey, you know, y'all do your own thing, and then we can meet up for dinner or whatnot mm-hmm. later. and
3: It'll just be Tim and I at the bar boozing and eating <laughs> fried pickles.
2: Right. Right
3: the whole thing planned
4: <laughs> sounds delightful already
3: i'm the official vacation planner of the jeff and jen morning show a
4: little adventure a little nibble here a little nibble there a little nap
3: yes
2: yeah new york <laughs> gonna be a fun city i always have fun in chicago love chicago oh
3: yeah same yeah.
2: despite all the uh the hate it gets for uh the crime and whatnot i i don't know we'll visit i love that city we'll visit a different
4: part of chicago yeah yeah, uh, where else? Last time I've been to Chicago, a I went too to, a, hot to go to Florida. Yeah, I went to a bourbon and uh, bacon pairing event.
3: Oh, that sounds fabulous.
4: That's my Chicago travel memory.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't you and I go to Chicago to je- together, Jeff? Did we?
4: I can't uh, remember.
3: Did you go I, to? I, don't know, I think what happened was we were in Chicago at the same time. Like I was up there doing something, and you were up there doing something. Oh yeah, yeah. And didn't we meet for like a pizza or something? Yeah, and then we left? did. Yeah, Yeah, I think we did that. Were
2: you up there with Holly?
3: No, I think I was up there with Sally at Uh, the time. Who knows? I don't know. See?
2: See, we've been to a lot of places And
3: New Orleans!
2: Oh, yeah. We went to
3: New Orleans together. Thank God I'm here to be your memory brother.
2: You're right. Yeah, so it's not that unusual that I'd have that dream that you and I were...
3: (laughs) Galivanting.
2: Yeah, out and about. Yeah, but it is weird, though. Like, the places we were hitting weren't exactly touristy. Like, we were hitting... Those are the best like places, though. Pharmacies and grocery stores. and <laughs> <laughs>
3: Pharmacias. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: were, like these, these divy restaurants, you know, that weren't all that nice. It was just, I don't know. It this was, is perfect. It was weird. <laughs> I think, I think I recall like a drive-in movie
1: mm-hmm.
2: on a nature trail. So funny. You know, she's like that cartoon character that you read, you know, storybooks about. You know, who's the cartoon character? Who's that character that travels all over the world? What's her name?
3: Carmen Sandiego. Is that her name? Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? No, no
2: you're like, thinking of the backpack girl.
3: Oh, Dora the Dora. Explorer. Oh, there
2: it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my word. <laughs> it's on an odyssey with French. That's right. You know, get a get some time off. You could bring Scott. Yep. Penelope. Uh no?
3: We'll see. She's not as much fun to travel with because she wants to do things that are totally different from you.
2: Oh, well, Like yeah. you
3: as an adult. Right. You know, she's a kid, so we wouldn't be able, we'd have to do a lot of kiddish well, stuff. Well, she
2: gets bored in the car pretty easily, right?
3: Yes, she does. Yeah.
2: So you'd have to fly her there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You think she'd like riding around in a helicopter? She likes roller coasters.
3: I do think. She's very much a thrill seeker, so I do think she would enjoy a helicopter ride. Yeah.
2: All right, well, coming up, who is most likely at work to have a work romance? The answer will kind of shock you. Also, master dating. That's the new term, and we'll tell you what it means. In news that didn't make the news, next. By the way, we got really lucky yesterday. We got our we got our AC fixed. Woo! It was like 10 o'clock. It was already fixed. It's great. Yeah, we didn't think we'd be able to get anybody out that quick, but uh she like you know as early as four o'clock in the morning she was uh reaching out to anybody and everybody that had a website you know where you could fill out your thing and get in Mm -hmm. get in sort of this online queue and it turned out the people who initially installed the ac called her back and they had a cancellation they were able to show up in the morning and they got it fixed on site but when the guy called he said i just got one question for you do you have power oh yeah if you don't, I can't do anything. And yesterday, we had—I think—at one point, we had around seven thousand Duke Energy customers in the area without power. Uh, they have since been restored. But did you hear? In northern Ohio, they had as many as twenty-seven thousand people without power no, up there. Wow. Yeah,
3: is that just from the, from the same f- group of storms? Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah. Now the uh, the northeast, the east coast is getting it. mm Hmm. But here, locally, hot, humid, high of 94 with a heat index of 100 to 105. That was the other good news. It didn't turn out to be as hot yesterday as we thought it was. We were expecting a high of 98. I don't think we broke 90.
1: Nope.
2: I think that storm, that surprise storm, cooled things off a little bit, maybe. Right now, it's 78 at Cincinnati's Q102. All right. New dating term, master dating. What does master dating mean? Also, the one person in the office most likely to have an office romance, which might surprise you. And what is your go-to response to a funny text? It's Friday, the 25th of August, 2023. We are Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. All right. Uh, you ever notice how people have different go-to responses when you text them, like the guy who responds to every text with a peach emoji, even when he's not at a farmer's market? Yeah. Well, a new poll asked people, hey, if someone messages you something that's actually funny, what is your usual response? And the majority of people just said, LOL.
3: What about like the emoji? I usually put up some sort of emoji. Like yeah, the, that was the other- face emoji or happy face or whatever. Yeah,
2: so almost the same percentage do the laughing emoji.
3: What about holding it down and touching the haha?
2: 12%. Okay. But not ha 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 ha. It's
4: just ha ha. If it's extremely funny, like I I spit water out of my mouth or whatever, like you really got me. I will type
2: Okay. That's when we know we got something. Then you know you
4: really got me. Otherwise, you're just getting an emoji.
2: And then 9% said, that's funny.
3: Tim is the king of the thumbs up, too. Like, when you recognize something or if, you know, if you tell him, like, hey, tomorrow, we're going to do blah. He's like, thumbs up. that's great. Yep. Thumbs up.
2: Great. What else? Interestingly, saying that's funny. Just just saying, that's funny. Is, oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's funny is really popular with men. With twice as many men just typing out, that's funny, than women. Women are much more into the laughing emojis. And people over the age of 65, right, like from 65 on, are far more likely to claim they're not sure what their go-to response is. Well, just, you know, a simple ha-ha would work. It kind of depends too on the person. Yeah,
1: you know, for what, sure.
4: You know, certain people have inside jokes between each mm-hmm. other. So they might understand one thing. And then other people, you might just get the generic.
3: Some people do use like the same, um, like picture or gif or meme. Like they'll send that every time.
2: That's yeah, another one. It takes a lot to get me to really belly laugh. Like Tim was just talking. Like, you know, nine times out of 10 it's mildly funny. Mm hmm give it like a lowercase lol (laughs) or a ha
3: guys are harder to make laugh out loud yeah
2: meanwhile it used to it used to seem kind of sad if you would see someone out at a fancy restaurant all alone especially women women are just like "What, what do you mean you went you ate there by yourself
3: yes that's weird
2: why is that weird? I like it's good food.
3: I like it now that I'm, uh, you know, have all these things going on in life and a kid. But in, earlier, before you had
2: a kid, you, you
3: I never would have done that. Like, no. Oh my
2: god, I would never do that.
3: I would have taken it to go and ate by myself at home or ate in the car.
2: So I think what kind of turned me on to it, you know, before Kristen and I got married, you know, especially when I was in between relationships. Was I? There was an older guy who had lost his wife years earlier, who lived in Midtown Manhattan. He was retired, and every night he would wear a nice jacket. He wouldn't wear a tie, but he would. You know, he would dress up. He, he pr- always presented himself well. Always a stylish dresser. Mm-hmm. Just such a gentleman. And every night he would go to the same restaurant. You know, an expensive steak place, and he had his table. And, you know, it's very nice to see you, Mr. So-and-so. And And they would seat him at his table, and everybody knew him. And he basically would hold court, and people would come by and say hello. And he wasn't, like, famous or super wealthy or anything, just a a known guy in the neighborhood that everyone just loved. And that was just part of his routine. He looked forward to that every night. He would, you know, put on a nice jacket. He would, you know, take the elevator downstairs. He'd walk around the corner. He'd go to his favorite restaurant. He'd have his martini. He'd have his steak. And then that... That was it. He would repeat the process the next day, and I just thought, well, that's so cool. Like that guy's, you know, he's obviously very secure within himself to be able to do that. Uh, people obviously like him. You know, he's well liked because mm-hmm. people come by and they want to say hello, and he seems to know everybody. But he's very comfortable being on his own. Yeah. And that's that's hard for a lot of people. So I don't I know, know. There if was I just could something kind of inspiring about
3: that. Yeah. Every night is different from every once in a while. Well,
2: I mean, you you choose your own yeah. lifestyle. That's That was just his thing. But
3: but that's how he got his social engagement for the day yeah. was by talking to everybody else that would pop by.
2: Yeah. He obviously did well for himself. Mm-hmm. If he was, you know, living in, in a city as expensive as that and dining out every night, and obviously he must have, you know, had a, a fairly nice place, a comfortable retirement that he was able to do that. But, you know. Translate that into your world and whatever brings you joy, he found that. And I always found that kind of cool. He was able to find happiness. So, anyway, there's a hot new term for yourself. I bring that up because there's a new dating term called master dating. And it's when you take yourself out on an elaborate date, basically.
3: Oh, I like this. And
2: TikTok is all over this trend. But it, it doesn't just, it's not limited to dates. It could involve buying yourself nice gifts or even sending yourself flowers.
3: Or what about taking yourself to a concert? Absolutely. Some concert experiences, like I dragged Scott along to, I know I probably should have just gone by myself.
4: (laughs) You would have found somebody. Because I would
3: have either found... But I'm so into the music or so into the artist that it's almost like we're not together. I'm just me and that artist are together, you know?
4: (laughs)
2: Yeah. Master dating. I like it. It's called master dating.
4: Now I know why we're calling it that.
2: (laughs) Right. Okay. So... There was this one time when Kristen went up to the family lake house and I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. So she was up there all by herself, and I was talking to her on, on, on our nightly call, and she said, I think I'm going to go to the Doobie Brothers concert tomorrow night because they were playing up there. Uh, and I said, great. I, I said, you know, are you going to call someone? Or She's like, no, I'm just going to go.
3: Yeah, see, I would have done that too.
2: And that's what she did. She got these great seats in the middle. She had a blast. Mm-hmm. The next night... The band tweeted out a photo from the stage. It was like the picture the photographer shot the crowd but from behind the band. So you had this really cool shot of like the backsides of, of the, the band, band members and the audience and dead center in the middle. <laughs> you see Kristen and her, and her wild hair doing <laughs> one of these and it was the it's my, one of my favorite photos of her. That's, That's super so cool. cool. Yeah. And and that that's when I knew this is my soulmate right here yeah. because that just embodies who she is.
3: Right. She's ready to party.
2: Right. A little master date with the dubes. I Yeah, I love that. I immediately connected with that.
4: <laughs>
3: that's very cool. Last
4: well, time I ate by myself, I was getting my windshield fixed at Safe Light over at Bridgetown Road and the Glenway.
3: And, oh, yeah. And it
4: was like an hour and a half, two Where'd hours. Where'd you go? I walked across the street to La Rosa's.
3: Oh, and it was, I remember it you was, sent me a picture of your beer. It was like one or pizza. two in the
4: afternoons. It was very chill in there, and they sat me at a booth by myself, and mm-hmm. I there was some sad, sad love song or something on the PA and system. You cried? And I'm like, What am I doing with my <laughs> life? And I sat there and I sat like started some getting some tears going on. I'm like, Oh God, turn the Sergio Mendez Aww. off. I'm gonna that's sitting here so crying bad. at all La Rosa's. See, I like going
3: on days by myself That's sometimes, too. Like, now that your life is, it gets so busy. Like, when Broadway in Cincinnati, like, they'll have opening night tickets. Like, the Michael Jackson mm-hmm. show is getting ready to come to the Aronoff Center. And, like, you know, we, we don't always have a sitter. Or we can't always go together. So, I often will go to those Broadway shows by myself. And before I go, I'll take myself to a, like, I'll go to Prime, and sit at the bar, or I'll go to Jeff Ruby's and Sitting sit at the bar. Sitting at the bar, bar. is fun
4: because then you can chat. Yes, I'll have right. like
3: a nice cocktail, a really good steak. I'll get one side because, yeah. you know, the sides are massive. So I get one side of Brussels sprouts or whatever it is. Yes. And then I take myself right next door to the Aronoff Center and watch an amazing Broadway show. That whatever sounds. It is that happens to be in town.
2: Amazing. I'll
3: get myself a nice little uh, cocktail at, you know, in the Aronoff and sure. just. Take it all in.
2: <laughs> no, that's see, that's that. that's so great that you're now at that point. Yeah, I I think that's awesome.
3: Well, it's because I I often want to enjoy things that I you know used to enjoy with everybody else, but just have that mental time to myself.
2: That's called self care, baby. Yeah, it's nice. Master dates. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one expert suggests if if you want, you could send yourself flowers in the morning with a card that says, "Can't wait to see you tonight." You really want to have fun with it? I mean, this can get as silly as you want it to. But yeah. the point is to what love.
3: What wearing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the point is to love you as a person and realize you deserve to go have a good time, even when you're not dating anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you really have to embrace it, though. You know, if you just end up sitting in a nice restaurant feeling self-conscious, that's not going to be fun. So, you got to, you know, mentally, you got to be cool with it. Yeah. yeah
3: you got to get yourself there and
2: uh, really allow yourself that. Okay. Let's go to work. I guess this track, since reporting it would be painless, just give yourself a stern talking to in the mirror. A new survey on work romances found the employees most likely to have one are people in HR.
3: No way. Is that because
2: they know how to get away with it? I knew it. Your coworkers and human resources are more likely than any other group to flirt with employees, have a crush on a coworker, have sexy dreams about a colleague, and have a, quote, romantic or sexual relationship at work. And HR people are also the most likely to have it blow up in their face. Because 81% of them who have, who have done it, who have had a workplace romance, said their working relationship suffered as a result. About a quarter of them said it became uncomfortable. Uh, About a third, about 31% said that it got so bad they couldn't work together anymore. And 25% said they or the other person actually had to leave the company.
3: Oh, yeah. That happens often.
2: And those are about 10 points higher than the average.
3: Well, because, I mean, it's not always, like, here, I think you have to disclose if you're dating someone. Isn't that how it works? Like, if you are having... They allow it,
2: you just have to disclose it, right? some
3: companies don't even allow it. Mm -hmm. There's, like, no at-work dating at all. But I think you have to fill out all the paperwork, and you both have to sign off on it or something like that.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, I'd like to see that paperwork. I
3: mean, I, I don't know if that's official. I feel like somebody had to say something.
4: I feel like I read that in some sort of thing that I was forced to sign at some point.
3: And we're just like, we don't date anybody here. It's fine. But I think there's like, there is a protocol for sure.
2: Well, I met my first wife at work. But she worked in research clear on the other side of the building. And I almost never, almost never saw her. But we didn't have to sign anything. Mm -hmm. and when we started dating, most everybody was pretty supportive of it. Yeah. But there was no supervisory relationship there.
3: That's how I had almost all of my relationships when I was, you know, high school into college was when I worked at Wendy's. I mean, you would just date whoever was there. Yeah. You know, a lot of our, all of us would hang out together after work or before work, and then everybody would be making out. Right. You know.
2: (laughs) No, I mean, I get it.
3: Giving each other hugs in the walk-in.
2: Some of those places can be pretty incestuous.
3: Yeah. I liked it though. Like, I really thought it was fun. I mean, I was, so I went to school in Covington, but I worked in Florence. So it was a nice way to like meet people outside of where I currently was going to school. Same once, you know.
4: I was a lifeguard and a swim teacher during high school and early years in college. Same thing.
3: Same kind of thing.
4: Yeah. And then you're not wearing any clothes.
3: <laughs> it was easier access at the sw- at the swim club, is what Tim is trying to say. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so forty percent of us have dated a coworker. Forty? Yes. Uh, Jen has. She's uh, admitted it and talked about it. I have. Fritz sounds like you have. Oh yeah. I have Tim? not. Tim is not. Uh, around half of those people were single at the time. Mm. The other half were not single. That's kind of juicy. It is juicy. 75% of us admit to at least flirting with a coworker before. Sure. And being in a relationship didn't stop that either.
3: Did you just not have anyone to date or, did, was, or was it like...
2: Like uh, well, I, well, that I pretty whatever.
4: much in my adult life, I've only, I did uh, lifeguarding and swim teaching and I was not comfortable with myself at that point. Uh huh. So, and I, you know, it's just awkward. You're a teenager, right? Yes. And then, and then I got into the radio business and. And just, you were like, God,
3: you people are crazy. I'm not dating any of you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> there might've been some
2: crushes through the years or anything like that, but no, nothing ever official nothing dating.
3: Nothing ever coming out. Yeah.
2: Uh, Men are more likely to cheat with a subordinate or someone they manage. Shocking. And then women are more likely to cheat with someone who's not their boss. Yeah. But most people agree that as long as you disclose it, dating at work is okay. 93% of people agree. For people who don't agree, the top reasons include, well... You shouldn't mix business and pleasure. Or it might make your coworkers uncomfortable. And it'll be awkward when you inevitably break up.
3: Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel like you have to quit your job after that? I mean, I would, I felt that way.
2: I remember when Mike Dardis and Sheree Polillo went public with their relation. I mean, they're married now. But I remember when he told the story on our show, actually,
1: mm-hmm.
2: about how the you know they considered the possibility when they had to go to management and disclose what was happening and you know they they said you know how's what's going to happen if this goes south and i remember mike Dardis saying if it does then i i'll be the one to leave oh wow yeah
3: he was like i'm out of here
2: right you know if if that were to happen and obviously it didn't they're happily married and they're doing well and everything's great but But, yeah, what a tough conversation, though, because, you know, it's like this is your professional life. You know, this is your work. Mm -hmm. And now it's become personal. And I have to have a conversation with my supervisor where the two were sort of bleeding into each other. Mm -hmm. And now they know our personal business and everybody's eyes are on us. and I'm sure that passes, but still.
3: Yeah, but, like, the favoritism part of it, too. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's going to be, like, well, of course, Tim got picked. Yeah. He's sleeping with the boss. You know, like, that has to come up a lot. Yeah. And well, how do you work around that as, like, an HR management sitch?
2: Yeah. But we've had, you know, domestic life partnerships, marriages in this building, and they, mm-hmm. they always seem to work.
3: Yeah, they have.
2: Well, I think That's really an issue dating a
4: radio person really... Uh, takes a special type sure does <laughs> and when you're already in radio dating a radio person you get each other you understand you understand the
3: especially the work
4: part
2: odd of it. world that we live yeah. in but here are the odds of you finding love in the workplace one out of 11 people have had a workplace romance end in marriage so
3: there you not go not
2: impossible all right 750 jeff and Jen Cincinnati's q102 coming up uh, we got another second date update, but first, check the roads. we got Denise here with your latest Q102 traffic. So Tiffany is looking for a second date update with a man named Steve. Tiffany, welcome to the Jeff and Jen Morning Show.
0: Thank you. Glad to be here.
2: So let's talk about Steve. How'd you meet, and how'd that first date go?
0: Well, I met him through work. We were both at a sales conference, actually, in Columbus, and just so happens i was sitting next to this really good looking guy and we started exchanging words and he was just really cool really funny chill and so, I obviously just assume he's married, because all great guys are.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Too good of a catch not to be, you know? Okay. So, I didn't even really think about him in that way, assuming he was just off the market, not available.
2: You're like, there's no way this guy's single. Right. So, it's
0: yeah. so
1: you, you, yeah. d- you can relax around him, no because way. you don't feel like you have to play it up.
0: Exactly. So, to my surprise, he did ask me to join him for lunch when we were at the conference and i just took a peek at the hands and i was like oh, no ring what?"
2: <laughs> so then uh, you were like well, well i don't know maybe. what would your girlfriend think of that <laughs> oh no girlfriend <laughs> well it's too good
0: to be true he must have a girlfriend then even you know i just figured he was probably seeing somebody but i went anyway no so i went to lunch and he was curiosity and we had a great time nice a few drinks lots of laughs
1: a few drinks over lunch a few
0: (laughs) yeah a few i mean the lunch kind it was a long lunch we were really enjoying the banter back and forth the company and at one point i finally just got up the courage and i asked what his situation was
2: what is his situation
0: you know, he's available, but he had just broken up with his girlfriend about a month ago. Oh. So I know that sounds awful, but I was, I mean, I'm sorry for the breakup, but I was thrilled. <laughs> yeah.
2: Now, did you ask him in that moment? Because I, I think that this is a question Jen would have asked, because these are the types of questions that she likes. Did you ask him? This has come up before on Second Date mm-hmm. Update.
1: So what went wrong? How come the relationship didn't work out? Yes. And what
2: role did you play in all of that? Yeah.
0: I don't think those are, like, kind of pretty creepy questions for just asking right away. Oh,
2: hell, like it I doesn't did stop ask. me. I
1: did
2: kind of cry. <laughs> I did. But, you know, some people are like, ah, don't ask questions you don't necessarily want the answers Yeah. But you
1: see, that's the thing is want the answers. <laughs> don't you? I mean, yeah. aren't you curious? Isn't that something you would like to know?
0: Yeah, I did. I asked him if he was, like, heartbroken, and I, I did ask a lot of questions about the relationship just to— Make sure that I'm not going to be emotionally vulnerable. And he was free and clear, (laughs) you know, emotionally available. Mm, That's kind of the question I wanted to get at. Is this guy still attached to the girl he just broke up with? Otherwise, why am I going to put forth an effort?
2: Yeah, good question. All right, so he's yeah. claiming to be emotionally available. This is all over lunch. This is what's crazy. is like this is all transpiring in one day.
1: Yeah. All right, so what happened after you so, You got a few drunks, you're tanked. Was the conference, was it also? Was there also an afternoon
2: session? Or was the rest of the day shot? <laughs>
0: okay, okay. After, it was like three drinks, okay. And he got pretty flirty. But then we went back to the conference, you know, business as usual. Right. Hanging in the conference. And then about, we were back for like about an hour. And he, so cute, he passed me a note <laughs> and he said to leave and he'd be right behind me.
1: Oh. So I went nice. for it.
0: I just dove in with both feet and That's uh, scandalous. We ended up in his room, more drinks more room service, and what led and turned out to be a really incredible night.
1: All right. That sounds awesome. I like it. That's <laughs> a, I love it when stuff like this happens. So, I, You know, you're going to a
2: freaking sales conference yeah. Yeah. in Columbus.
1: Yeah. You're probably staying oh. at what, Hilton, Holiday Inn, <laughs> you know? Or nothing. worse,
2: one of those business conference hotels Basic. like the Delta. Oh, or something. yeah. All yeah. right, no offense. They're fine conference <laughs> hotels, but they're just not
1: but it's not like some exotic. you're wow. not at the Gaylord in Nashville,
2: right?
0: But the night was exotic. It turned into a world.
2: Well, and this right. is the kind of thing, like what's what's happening? In this instance, between Tiffany and Steve, is the kind of thing that couples who've been married for years role play just to spice up their lives. (laughs) Yeah, okay, let's go to a conference and pretend that we don't know each
1: other. Yeah, Yeah. let's just
2: just crash a conference at a hotel. (laughs) Honey, pick me up at the bar. This is going to be so fun. We'll come up with fake names and stuff. Oh, God, you guys do that, don't you? uh, What? I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, so you end up spending the whole night with him. Like, how did it end? How did you leave? How did you get out of there? What was that like?
0: Well, it was the um, wonderful, I will say wonderful, not walk of shame, but because nobody's looking at me. Nobody knows me. I'm at a conference. So left in the morning, went back to my room, and he said on my way out that he would call me, and I believed him. But that was two weeks ago.
1: Oh, and man. And I
0: him mm. and I've gotten no response. So I'm kind of on the edge of my seat, pins and needles. I, mm. I really don't want this to be too good to be true. I'm
2: immediately thinking of, like, a George Clooney up-in-the-air situation where, like— yeah, he meets up with this woman like I they was cross the same exact different thing. conferences and stuff, and yeah, it's super passionate. And then you find out at the end like she's married, and she's got like a whole family. Spoiler yeah. alert! Yeah,
3: I just watched that movie recently because it was new on Netflix, and I was like, oh, oh yeah. I'm gonna watch this,
0: and I was shocked by yeah, that moment. Didn't no, see that coming? That, Not at all. You. Don't let that be my ending. <laughs> I love that movie, but that was shocking. I don't want that to be how this plays out.
2: Yeah, me. no, no, no. All right, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break here, Tiffany, and we're going to call him up. Okay. And we're going to see what he says.
0: We are
3: going to call
0: him up yes, with we are. His
2: mm-hmm.
3: other girlfriend slash wife wherever he is. <laughs> yeah. Is
2: he even from this area?
0: Actually, he's in Dayton, but I live in Westchester, so that's, oh, yeah, that's you're no big right. deal. Oh, you're just
2: right <laughs> there. No okay. Outer Dayton. Cool. Okay, Then that's what we'll do. We'll come back, we'll call Steve, see what he thought. Of Tiffany and where he wants to go from here. Assuming there's not more to the story. Coming up next, Jeff and Jen here at Cincinnati's Q102. All right, so Tiffany met Steve at a work conference in Columbus. And uh, I guess he kind of lives on the outer edges of the tri-state. He's from Dayton and she lives in Westchester. So, you know, we, we could easily get something together here if Steve would reach out to her. But after they had this you know, whirlwind afternoon romance that led into the night. She hasn't heard from the guy, and she's wondering what the heck is going on.
0: I definitely felt like we had a connection and that we were going to keep the train moving down the tracks.
2: And you felt like that continued through the next morning when you snuck out of the hotel room, or was he even awake?
0: Yeah, no, he was awake. We parted ways, said goodbye, and he promised he would call me or we would keep in touch. All
2: right. Well, let's call Steve, see what's up. Hello? Hi, is this Steve? Uh, this is, is this? Hey, Steve, it's Jeff and Jen, and we're with Q102 in Cincinnati. How are you? Um, I'm I'm fine. Uh, can I ask what this is about? Yes, sir. Um, we got a phone call this morning from a fan of yours. With your permission, we'd love to have you come on our show by phone right now, if you got a few minutes, and have a little chat about this mystery person, who who I might add again is a big fan of yours. A fan. I uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know who this could be, but sure.
2: Okay, she met you at that work conference in Columbus. And I guess you had quite an afternoon, which she enjoyed thoroughly. Said you are just fantastic, super nice guy, and uh, was left with the impression that you might reach out to her again, possibly getting together for a future date or rendezvous or whatever. And it's been a couple weeks, I guess, and she's a little disappointed she hasn't heard from you. You've been traveling? You've been busy? Like what's going on yeah. with you, Steve? I. Uh, <laughs> You know what? I, I I'm sorry. I I uh I don't really have any clue uh, who you guys are or what this is about. But uh, well, I- we do a radio show. You know, it's a silly little feature we do called Second Date Update, where like if someone goes on a date and they get blown off, then you know we'll make a phone call on their behalf to try to figure out like what the issue is. But I'm sure you're a busy guy and you probably got other stuff going on. And if you're not looking for another relationship, or maybe you're getting back with your ex, you said you just recently came out of a relationship. You know, all that's fine. I think she would just like to know what's going on. I, I'm i sure she would, but uh, I think I think uh, you got the wrong guy here. I, I'm a stay-at-home dad in Dayton. I haven't been to any conferences. I haven't done any rendezvous or anything else like that. So, um, sorry, but uh, definitely not me you're looking for. Your name is Steve, though, correct? It is Steve, but uh, I, I, I think you got the wrong Steve. Is your phone number 937- it is, but, again, <laughs> definitely not who you're looking for.
1: <sighs> All Fine. right, Steve. Whatever, dude. Yeah. How many kids you got, Steve?
3: He just hung up. Mm. Does that sound like him, though? Does that, like, sound like
1: the guy?
0: I think it sounded like him, did he give me a wrong number? What is
1: that? What, is what are the that? odds of having? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? He could have <sighs> given you the. He could have totally like. Man, he could have totally snuck off Get to this. He could be number. this stay at home dad that snuck off to a conference with some other guy's business card. Yeah. You but know? where is he explaining to his wife that he was
3: all weekend? And know, if he's a stay at home dad, who's taking care of those kids? You think she was just sitting at home while he was having a... On the weekend? I don't know. Maybe he was
1: going four-wheeling with his friends.
3: I don't know. There, There's so many ways to... Da- First of all, I do think he's a liar. But second of all, there are just so many ways to get proof that I'm like, how is he pulling all this off? I think he's still lying about, I'm a stay at home dad with three kids. I don't oh, even you know, think... You think
2: that part no. of the story is made up? I think up. he's a
0: total shammer.
2: How did you get his number? Did he write it down or did he text you?
0: He wrote it down on one of the flyers that was passed out. You know, you get a whole bunch of those leaflets and things
2: mm-hmm. and when did you're you at
0: conferences. And he just scratched it down for me, his... Personal line, not his business line. Uh, it that was on the card. Did
2: you get a business card from him?
0: I did not.
2: And did you ever communicate with him by phone at all? Text or voice? No. No. No.
0: Okay. Remember, he passed me the note and, right. and then I followed him out, and no reason to use the phone. So we no can't confirm the legitimacy
2: card. of the phone number to begin. I mean, the fact that he's got the same name could, in theory, I don't think it is a coincidence, but. We can't confirm the legitimacy of the phone number that he gave you, right? No. He could. He could have. No. Given you a bogus number. Yeah, for sure. I don't, sure. Think he did.
3: I I don't
0: either. I mean, are you buying you his stay-at-home dad thing? No, that is like the movie. That is just—it makes no sense. He does not strike me. And first of all, he does not seem old enough to have three kids.
2: There's so many things that don't add up here. Like, why would he give her his real number? Like, if you really wanted to blow her off, why would you give someone your real phone number? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But maybe it wasn't. A
0: wedding crasher.
2: I don't know. I don't know, but it's
0: all very suspect. I think you just need to take
3: this situation for it is what it is. You had a great night of incredible sex and room service. And thank God it wasn't just a sales conference.
2: Maybe his wife was at the conference and watched the whole thing
3: watched him take her home yeah that would be interesting what a
0: twist oh this is disappointing i
2: don't know i'm just grasping at straws Mm -hmm. here i'm sorry tiffany
0: thank you guys so much for your help i appreciate it
2: and thank you for coming on second date update let us know if there's anything else we can ever do for you will do all right bye-bye and if we can ever do a second date update for you uh, go ahead and shoot us an email jeff and jen at (laughs) wkrq.com Hey, Michelle, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys this morning? You know, pretty good. It feels to me like the weekend has already started. Yep. You know,
1: <laughs> and like not techni- quite for me.
2: Technically, we're at work, but I'm kind of in, in weekend mode. It right started now. Wednesday night. I think you're right. <laughs> we're all on the same wavelength around here. Must be in the air. But uh, you got another day to go?
0: Um, I got a 5 o'clock today,
2: and i uh, be good for the weekend. Good All for the weekend. Right. So you get both Saturday and Sunday off. The weather is supposed to improve, get a little cooler once we get through today. So that's good, and the next week's going to be nice. Really oh, nice. good. we deserve it. Nice and mild. Yeah, yesterday was supposed to be super, like, ridiculously hot and humid, and then we got that crazy surprise storm yesterday morning, which we kind of yeah, needed yeah. the rain, but, but it cooled things off a little bit. I was walking around outside right around lunchtime. Yeah, it was nice. And it was like a cool breeze there for a little bit. But we're going to try to win you $1,000 because there's no better kickoff to the weekend than that, right? Correct. So I'm going to open up this envelope. Inside this envelope is a letter of the alphabet. If you can answer 10 questions in 30 seconds that begin with that letter, you'll win the $1,000. Now, you can't use the same answer more than once, and the key to winning is to pass as quickly as possible. So if you can't think of it right off the top of your head, just shout out, pass, and we'll come back to it. You will ultimately answer more questions that way. Uh, it says here, your letter. you got the letter F, as in freedom. Friday. Weird Friday, yeah. Friday, sure. All right. Freedom from work. <laughs> so I got 30 seconds on the clock over here, and I will not start the timer until Tim is finished asking the first question. All
4: right, Michelle, you ready? I'm ready. All right. Tell me with the letter F. A weekend activity. Oh, pass. Something brown. Fritos. A meat.
0: Uh, Pass.
4: A cheese. Oh, my goodness. Pass. Something in a bottle.
3: (laughs) In a bottle. Oh, goodness, pass.
4: A periodic table element.
3: Oh, Jesus, Tim. Oh, my God, pass.
4: (laughs) A beverage.
3: (laughs) Fresca. Ah, a <laughs> Fresca. A
4: Fanta. plant. a oh, Fanta. Fern. Fern. fern.
3: Something fern. plastic.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Well, I was thinking Franzia. A meat.
2: Flank steak. Flank there you steak. go.
3: Franzia for, what did you say, a beverage? Because, you know, yeah. or, uh, was that on there? Oh, Something in a bottle. Something in a bottle.
4: Oh, franzia. franzia that's in, a box. in a box. In,
1: in a bag. in a bag. I it. do so much better when I'm just yelling at the radio we all do <laughs> a meat
3: flank steak that's a good one yeah a friday night activity you could have said what friday night lights football
2: yeah you could have said oh, that
3: football. i didn't even think i yeah. have my
2: hand on the dump button i thought you were gonna say something
3: else
2: yeah that?
3: no Bleeping.
2: all right fair enough well listen you have a great rest of your day at work hope it's not you too, too torturous and uh nah. Maybe we'll talk to you Monday or Tuesday or whatever. Call yeah, back, again. back
3: again. Get back in, Michelle. You can do it, girl. I, w- I will. You guys have a great day. You right,
2: too. You take, take care. Take it easy. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. There she goes.
3: Off into the wild to make dreams yep. come true.
2: Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.